0: Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders.
1: Greetings, Commanders,
0: I'm a
2: show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite Four,
3: known as Elite Dangerous, and the
4: fantastic community that surrounds it. Broadcast from
5: an and hosted by a vending machine, signature.
1: A place of nonsense and innuendo for Forum Dads, a self-contained podcast two hours long, transmitting to every corner of the galaxy.
4: Commanders, and welcome to episode 402 of Lave Radio, the show about the universe of elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Psykit, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder bar for this episode are our head of health and safety... Commander Adel Vice, otherwise known as Ben Mosswood. Woodward. I'm almost afraid to ask, but how much head was that side? Interesting, interesting. Let's not let's not go back there. We're gonna we're gonna move on like it never happened. We also have our inhuman Resource Di- resources director, Commander Shan. Holy Get shit! Your tongue back
3: in you? Are you <laughs> have you stolen Colin's tongue again? Colin, come back. All forgiven.
5: <laughs>
4: We don't have Colin today, as you can quite clearly hear with me doing the what's-its again, but we are graced by the presence of the fantastic, amazing, wonderful Commander Ascorbius.
0: Uh, hello? Is, uh, like They left the door open and I <laughs> wandered in. Is there a bar?
2: It, only if you brought your own drinks. Yeah.
0: I've yes. got some pencils. Are they up your nose? <laughs> yes, and my underpants are on my
2: head.
5: Yes! <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, Scorb is here to make us look professional. Oops,
5: that ship sailed. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that ship sailed a very long time ago, holy crap. Um, <laughs> if you do wish you can join us, we are hanging out in game in open. Ben, where where are you? Where are you going? I am going to
2: Huston Orbital for pre- preparation of too hot too messy
4: thrilling content right there from Commander. 8 if you want to stare at 90 at one
2: spot for 90 minutes you two can join me
4: Um, and I think I, th- I think we we have the mark 4 in in Lave Station hanging out in open. Um if you can't get in game, you can also join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live and clicking on live chat and also via twitch.tv slash laveradio. We're also on all different other um social media platforms streaming as well. I won't list them because I'll forget one and I'll I'll I'll, I'll uh, it will feel really sad that I've missed it out. So you can find us on social media, Look for Live Radio. Folks, what have you been up to this week? Let's start with Shan.
3: This week I am on holiday or vacation countdown. I have two days remaining at work before I go on Woo-woo. holiday for two weeks. So yes, looking forward to that immensely. got myself a drone today. To take pictures of scenery and stuff, so I'm no, learning uh, to try a, that
2: a camera drone, th- drone thingy.
3: Yes, a camera drone thingy. The eldest Minishan got a hold of it and decided to be a duker at the cats, which got him in trouble. What else has been going on? Nothing much, really. Just been kind of getting ready to go on holiday, and uh, you, you, you seen in the films where you've got the guy going water, water in the desert. That's kind of how I feel about the holiday at the moment. I just so need it after the a few weeks I've had so I'm really looking forward to it
4: mm, I can I can completely appreciate that um very jealous of Colin being away at the moment um <laughs> uh Ben what have you been up to my lovely um
2: past couple of weeks what I've been doing I've been not nothing very exciting my, my poor coffee machine broke down but it's been replaced I may get my graphics card back at some point in the next couple of weeks. Apparent apparently, Gigabytes are sending it back, so maybe I might actually get my graphics card back. That'll be nice. Apart from that, I've mostly been playing the Siege of Orison in Star Citizen with their new patch and pretending to be a cat. Oh, and I've been playing Mass Effect. Oh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition as well, which I've been thoroughly loving. Uh, are you been City playing?
3: At. You've been playing Stray, then have you?
2: I've been playing. I've been playing Stray, Mass Effect, and have you uh, finished it? I've not finished Stray, no. I've found a postcard and I've talked to a guy in a room and then I think I went off and fell asleep in his sofa.
4: Finished straight today. I don't want to talk about it right now, but I finished straight today. Are, are, are
2: you traumatised?
4: It's so good. It's, it's so good. I cannot
2: believe how accurately they have modelled a cat's behaviour and how well they can recreate you pressing uh, WSAD Space and meow into cat-like behaviors,
4: and like also, I mean, also uh, the puzzle, the the puzzle element of it, and the fact that it is—it's a game. You're not just dicking about being a cat, which yeah. would have been totally fine as well. But it well, has I, a linear story, and it's wonderful.
2: Yeah, the, the, I've, the parts I've been enjoying have been like you know finding all the rugs and then scratching them. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I wish, I just wish I also had. I, w- I want to go and also scratch the sofas, though.
4: And I can't do that. Give it time. You might be able to later. <laughs> okay, I can't
2: oh, do that yet. We'll do make
0: again. a mod.
3: There's well, a no, shame there's no... there, are,
4: there are situations wherein you can do that, but I don't want to okay. I don't wanna spoil anything.
3: Yeah, There's a shame there's no people in it, so you can't like leap up at them with claws extended and use them as a climbing pole.
4: I'm also yeah. not putting any and uh, not doing any spoilers at all. It's so good. It's a beautiful game. Um I love I, it. I,
2: I love it. I love how the the, the interactions are just fabulous throughout well, I've been playing with it. Um, Would you say it's too
3: short sigh.
2: Yeah, what's, what's what's the playtime on it?
4: I mean, I want to go back and play it again because I didn't get all of the memories. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely There's definitely more playtime to it than maybe I did in my first playthrough. I would say it's probably about five hours. I I think that's absolutely fine because some games, they live by being those short. You can pick up and play that game and complete it and feel feel satisfied. But um, I'd I'd love a sequel.
2: (laughs) No spoilers, but I was sold on the game purely by the the first couple of minutes when you're hanging out with your mates
4: yeah it's beautiful it's, it's so just good
2: like, it's just like, yeah this is being
4: a cat it's so so good anyway moving back to
3: oh spaceships spaceships and stuff well, actually, so I actually gonna... <laughs> sorry so I was going to say when you finish the game can your does your cat like evolve into a flurkin from marvel
4: <laughs> i mean that that's the next step isn't it that's the next evolution um, Scorb, what have you been What you've been up to, mate? What have you been doing? Since LaveCon, let's say. How are you doing?
0: I've mostly been crying since LaveCon. Oh! No, it's that. Oh, I, I love LaveCon. Yeah. How's the, how's the hangover? Oh, it's gone now. Yeah, yeah, oh, congratulations. yeah. Finally. I think it was yesterday <laughs> afternoon that it finally finished. <laughs> it was... Oh, I might have got a little bit squiffy at, at LaveCon. Maybe mm-hmm. just a tad. Can't relate. Uh, can't relate. Well, the way I figured it, right, it's the first... Um, the first con that we've had uh, since COVID uh, came out, and saying as most of the wipes and uh, things that to kill COVID on your skin, and everything are alcohol based, I thought if I can sweat neat gin, then I'll be fine. Everything I, I I think, think I think think that in the that world a favor.
4: No, so I that, definitely that, that, gave that a go as well. That
2: is good, <laughs> that is good logic. I appreciate.
3: I approve of that. So that was your turn to lockdown. If everyone had just been given neat I, vodka or something, they would have been. <laughs>
4: It'd be all right, and
2: also,
5: yeah,
0: it's
4: to really hot temperatures.
3: <laughs> yeah, I did like there was a meme
0: that went around, um, as Covid actually uh, started hit, hitting things. Um, it's like it said, uh, alcohol kills Covid virus, and, and there was a banner which it said, Scotland, you have no power here. <laughs> I remember <laughs> <That's all>. that. It's <laughs> <was> like, yeah, <laughs> uh, apart from that, from recovering from that, I've been playing, uh, I played some Elise, uh on Sunday, I managed to actually. Complete submissions. Yay! I, I was like, I was as surprised as you were. Uh, what else have we been doing? I've not been playing Star Citizen yet. Uh, the, there's a new update, and I was really like, I, ca- I can't play it and I can't stream it because my PC just isn't powerful enough, and I'm also processing all of the stuff in OBS and everything. So I'm building a streaming PC, uh, which the bits arrive right for today. So uh-huh. I've got a capture card and everything, but it's not not an Elgato one; it's a, a different one. So I guess uh, anyone who's got an Elgato streaming uh, capture card can let me know how theirs goes. Well, I'll let you know how mine goes if you like. And oh, I also cleaned my conservatory uh, wow. with my pressure washer. Yeah.
2: Wow! How Middle English of you!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Although I had to ah, do it, in, I had to do it in such a way because uh, I couldn't get to the top of it because it's a blooming conservatory and like they're all up against the wall. So I had to get a rope, tie the hose pipe to it, go upstairs. Uh, uh, throw the rope down, go upstairs, t- actually, no, throw the rope down, tie it to something inside the bedroom, tie it to the uh, hosepipe, pull it up over the conservatory, lean out of the window, not fall to my death, and clean the top bit. It was That's, It was a thing.
3: That sounds like something Mr. Bean would do.
0: <laughs> what are you
3: saying?
2: Okay, right. Ephesus is telling us not to mention the grenade.
0: Oh, that lemon grenade. I'm never going to live that down. What happened? We need to know now. I was minding my own business, we all were, shooting some Infinity, destroying, trying to destroy Infinity that was in a box, because uh, we thought Infinity shouldn't be there. Uh, so we were shooting Infinity, and then um, I might have put a hand grenade in the box next to the Infinity, and I stepped back in time, but uh, sadly, one of our number, uh, actually two of them, uh, it was Con- Connor and Maldivore, uh, got splodified. With Oops the grenade. Yeah.
5: yeah. Sorry about uh, that,
3: guys. I must admit to be slightly disappointed it didn't turn out to be a real grenade.
0: Yeah, this well,
4: is only
3: sham.
0: In game, in game. If I ever go on stream and I have a real grenade in my hands, somebody uh, calls someone. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm
5: kind of thinking, mm,
4: terms of service, me. <laughs>
0: why would I have one?
2: Uh, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Twitch has you know some rednecks shooting submachine guns and things like that from the background. Well, well,
3: actually, you actually you, you say that. At one of the Darwin Awards in the early 2000s was won by uh, the male occupants of a Cambodian village who found a landmine from the Vietnam War. And they took it to the local pub. And after a few drinks, they decided to have a game of who can oh, jump yeah, on a landmine, um, and the, the one who sets it off is the loser. <laughs> so they therefore took it in turns, jumped on a landmine, until one jumped a bit too hard, and took out the entire pub. Bloody hell. Wow. Wowza.
4: Crikey. Yeah. Anyway, um, what have I been up to this week? Um,
2: uh, we've been hearing, you've been being called names again. Have I? Oh yes. Oh probably they, 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 they don't like you.
4: Probably. Why why not? Like the um I've been watching Formula 1 and reading posts on forums and um having not forums on Discord. Who go to the forums? It's a silly place. Um and just having like a bit of fun. I started the No Man the new No Man's Sky expedition. But for some reason, when I have No Man's Sky open and OBS just even open, I lose frames on No Man's Sky like that. it's going out of fashion. Like oh oh frames are so last year. Um but when I close OBS it works perfectly. So that's a job for me tomorrow is figuring out why it's so balked. But um no,
2: yeah, no, no the the federation have been at least alluding to to you as we'll one get of those to who that who, okay you yeah, know you're being a bit treasonous i think
4: we can get to that it's yeah. fine it's fine I, I it's like fine you. i'm i'm a rebel leader what can i say um yeah it did. It it's a it's a really it's a really strange thing with um with no man's sky so i'm just gonna um ignore that and leave that for now um and that's for tomorrow's it's like it to deal with um and then I pl- I've also finished Stray and it's wonderful and excellent and beautiful and I highly recommend it. Definitely a contender for game of the year. Um if you've not played it already, just just play it. It's so good. It's so good.
2: Talking about rebels and things like that, have you seen the trailer for Andor?
4: No, I haven't. I that haven't looked at good. that
2: yet. Yeah, that that. I mean I love Rogue yeah. One and Andor looks really, really good as well. What's a the set- what, what's
4: the setting for Andor?
2: It's basically a prequel to Rogue One. Okay. So with uh, the guy who plays who's Cassian Andor.
4: Okay, I've been a, I've been reliably informed that I have watched Rogue One and I cannot remember it for the life okay. of me.
2: Basically, Rogue, Star Rogue Wars One is Star... a prequel to Star, to Star Wars. Yeah, basically Star. Yeah,
3: Wars I
4: know. I know point. what I know what can Rogue One is. I just I've been reliably informed that I have sat down and watched the whole of it and that I. I you think <laughs> I you think I'd remember something with Alan Tudyk in, and I I don't I don't remember. Oh, I, I remember,
2: remember. I it. I so desperately hope, though I don't think he is, that they have Alan Tudyk's character in 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 Andor. Uh,
0: I thought. Oh, uh, I I loved that
3: character. Yeah,
2: I agree with Katiana. Rogue One is one of the best Star Wars movies.
3: It is the best, yeah. but it, yeah. Star Wars kind of got to the point at the moment where if you have a 10-second role. In Star Wars, you get given a limited series on Disney Plus. It's but just got too much. It's got too much, I think.
4: I don't mind I, it. I don't mind it. They're going to keep flogging those horses until they're dead.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of torn between the whole things because, like, I, I loved Rogue One. I thought it was an absolutely brilliant movie. Uh, it's certainly better than some other Star Wars movies. Yes, yeah, uh, movie. and oh, <laughs> but like we know what happens to those characters. It's like. Black Widow all over again, isn't
5: it? Yeah. Or
3: I mean, you could say it's. It could be like Better Call Saul though, where although you know what happens to the characters, it's I've not still seen all of terror. Breaking Bad. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil. <laughs> I'm just saying that Better Call Saul has done the prequel thing really, really well. So, so although you know what happens, it still maintains that tension. And oh my goodness! So yeah, bet, really recommend Better Call Saul. I, I really. I've like
2: heard it. very good things about it.
0: I really liked uh, the Mandalorian, and the yeah. second season of the Mandalorian um, uh, was great. And then Boba Fett started out okay, and, and then, then it became the
4: next series of the Mandalorian, and all was yeah. well with the
0: world. And yeah, it, it, it kind of went. There.
5: I will, I will uh, quite
4: happily see I mean, Pedro Pascal again. in anything. He's magnificent, and I love him. So I will not have any any bad words said against that human being, and I love him to a lot. He was in
0: Wonder Woman 1984.
4: I've not seen that yet.
0: Prepare to you're your lucky.
3: Mind you're lucky. Yeah, Daddy you're Mando.
4: Lucky. I can't wait for my Daddy Mando. Right, let's get back to Elite Dangerous. You've, we've had our Star Wars talk. I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> let's move around to Elite. Alpha Princess Psychic, you're our only hope. No, back up.
5: Back up. I, Star Wars <laughs>
3: talk wasn't on. That Star Wars talk wasn't on of, of Colin, You couldn't be with us today because he's on holiday.
5: It's such a weird
4: thing, weird way to put it. That was in honor of Colin who sadly couldn't be with us today because he's on holiday. You <laughs> oh, I mean, Um it's so what have some... the devs what have the devs said this week? Um we had Frameshift Live 13. Um They said some things. They said they they said some things. They they talked about Daddy Savlon, actually referring to him as Daddy Savlon, which was my favourite <laughs> yeah. part. Yes, um, I didn't actually watch. I didn't. I didn't watch the whole thing. I've only watched oh, like I, clips I, and stuff. Has anybody I, else? I, I think the, my most memorable bit
2: was Arf discussing what things we could do with Thargoids and one was obviously feeding them. One was fighting one, and one was another one. What was the other one, Ben? It was something else that Arf refused to mention. So we will leave it up to everybody's speculation.
4: Can we kill it? Can That's
2: we gonna eat gonna it? Can anything? we love it? Yeah. Can, can we right. fight it? Can can we fight it? Can we feed it? Can we other things do? Can we
4: buy it a drink first? Is that what you mean? Can we- yes.
3: And uh, what was and- the answer to that?
2: Well, he he was just wondering and asking questions and things like that. There were there were no answers.
3: Well, if there is the internet in Elite, there are people who will probably got a porn site to do with them and doing stuff with Thargoids.
4: Are we are we Rule 34 in Thargoids right now? I suspect you probably
0: we
3: could
2: are. roll 34 Thargoids, yes. Well,
0: they are very tentacly.
3: Oh, God. Are they? Well, they, got... well, they are in Scope's well, mind. Well, they I are thought... now. They're more, crunchy. <laughs> They're more crunchy than hentai, aren't they?
2: Um,
0: oh, I don't feel equipped for this.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I'm I, feeling more mandible than, than tentacle.
0: I'm sure there's... Look, I'm not going to king
3: shame. Exactly. <laughs> That's silent psychic. That's
5: <It's>... I think we feel the also.
4: thing that made me laugh is that um <laughs> the, the um the gif that the Chris Mark 4 has put in the chat which is a which is a gif of um of the deep um and oh. if you've seen the boys Oh
5: god no <laughs> oh, let's see we're, we're...
4: it's it's not it's not that one but if you've seen the boys you know what you know yeah. The, yeah. the relation no. that my head mate That's I, what made I, me laugh I will share oh.
2: that for the for the chat.
0: And uh, Anyone who's into, like, VFX and stuff, Corridor Digital have uh, got a VFX Artist React episode out at the moment where they break down how they did that scene.
4: They do. It's very, oh, very good. It's yeah. very, very good. Um,
3: <laughs> Commander Tragic Blue has just said Goid Hub exists.
4: And they do. It, <laughs> it does. It genuinely does. Um, oh, only, only Goids.com. Does, does oh, any... <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Oh, this is going to be a cork of an episode. I'm so glad. Oh, I'm yeah. so too glad
3: much that Colin is not here to witness right now. <laughs> too, much, too much malarkey. Let's reel it back. Um, oh.
4: <laughs> does anybody have any other takeaways from Frameshift Live, with the exception of the fact that they announced on Frameshift Live that updates... Mm, Jesus Christ. A <laughs> um, little bit of calamari. Um, that free that update thirteen is coming out next week.
2: I mean I think we already knew that update thirteen's been is due for the beginning of August, so I didn't really consider that massive news, but yeah.
3: It it was good to get it confirmed because in previous updates it had to suddenly postpone it at a moment's notice. So it's
2: yeah, I suppose that's true. true. That's cool. Yeah, I mean hopefully it'll come out on time, but until we get it, I'm not touching anything until we get it and i i don't think that's uncalled for
4: fair fair okay so we also had discovery scanner t- um yesterday mm, that kind of
2: said the same things that they said in in Frame Shift life 13 yeah on 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 on, on, on paper format
4: yeah, I'm talking about known issues containing general stability in-game around POI ground settlements and crashes preventing commanders from currently enjoying CG or making good progress with the team for Resolve as part of Update 13, which is quite nice.
3: Yeah, yeah well, the thing is, though, is as part of a highly detailed roadmap they issued a while ago, this Update 13 did have an emphasis on narrative, didn't it?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It's, his, it's his narrative and story. So, yes. yes, but more of that later.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then w- what else has happened? Um, tickets for the, the Frontier Mixer at Gamescom were available for 10 minutes, yeah, they, and then they, they sold they out.
3: even went, didn't they? How many it's, tickets uh, were there? Did we know?
4: Just 100. 100. So it doesn't surprise me that they've gone so quickly, especially given, like... Um, Given the nature of the event and the fact that that it was in Germany, I saw I saw a lot of people well, it's on Gamescom. You know, there's going to be a lot. Yeah, of people yeah, exactly. There. There's going to be a lot of like industry people there as well. So yeah. interesting, interesting that it sold out within within do, ten minutes.
3: Do we know during Gamescom if they're going to be announcing anything new with with Elite? Because in previous Gamescoms, when they've sort of made really made the effort, they do that release. I new, think this year's
2: Gamescom is Gamescom's yeah. going to be much more their formula one game based rather than elite yeah because that's out soon isn't it it is
4: that's our end of end of august so just in time um so the uh the pre-release um early access comes out i think on the 25th and then the the game for those who haven't pre-ordered is um the beginning of uh, august september the beginning of september <laughs> How do months work? How does time pass? Um, but yeah, that's that's what we've had in the dev news this week. Other than confirmation of um, a, um, a of a release or oh, an update week, um, pretty light on news again. Yep,
2: not a lot.
3: Think, do you think they're saving it all up for next week? No, I just don't
2: think. Well, do you mean I think they're saving everything up for update thirteen. I don't think they're saving it up for um Gamescom or announcements or anything like that.
4: I I must admit I'd have liked to see maybe if maybe another dev interview between Lave and the release. I know there were a lot of devs at um, Thingy, but uh, at Lavecon. But I would have enjoyed seeing maybe another another dev one to one to one. But maybe because everybody's working so hard and getting Update thirteen ready, maybe there just wasn't the availability to do so anyone else got anything else to add on the development news <laughs> cool then we will move over to the in-game events and what's happened this week well Tesru highlighted um azimuth's inhumanity on the 27th of july because tesru has got our back um um then it was pretty light on news actually um on the 28th of july we got confirmation that the thargoid salvage operation um still needed more resources is that right once a year yeah they still wanted more stuff um oh,
2: things give us more
4: and then we also on the 29th of july had um confirmation that the work on the Proteus wave had concluded and and then they were calibrating and we ergo we need you to kill more Thargoids. <laughs> um and then um the superpowers um only today started like going, Oh, you're all bad. You're anyone who um opposes salvation and azimuth is a bad guy. To which I say, Cool, cool, good to know. Let, let's be bad guys, let's be bad guys, exactly. Shan,
3: yeah, I was just thinking, um, if at the moment there's a underlying narrative of give us more stuff so that the super weapon can be better, do you think that's because the player responds? Has been not what Frontier expected, and they, their internal you know, limits—what they say they need to do this much for this event to happen. Do you think that's because it's been lower than they thought, and they keep trying to encourage people, or do you think they've been saying that to try and string it out until the until the update thirteen?
2: I'd say they're not stringing it out. I just think they've—you know—update thirteen is when they plan to finish it. Hmm. Um. You know, like let let's just. We'll keep on doing pew pew and give us more things until we're ready for update thirteen. Repeat, ad infinitum. Okay, we're ready to drop in for, uh, update thirteen next week.
3: Let's now test. in Inverted commas. Yeah, I kind of hope. I kind of hope you're probably right but I was kind of hoping that it they expected players to deliver so many tons, and they haven't hit that amount. So have you know they're struggling for a bit but we shall see. The other thing that makes me think, and this is probably moving on to later, that the event won't, or the protest wave won't be that successful, is because, and here's I'm shamelessly robbing from um, Al Murray, they're going to use Marines to fight in this. Now, Marines are, as Al Murray says, water soldiers. So they're going to be using water soldiers to fight in space. So, yeah, they need space soldiers, not water soldiers, to do that.
4: So in answer to um the first thing like um the, your first question of whether whether I think that it's had sort of like any sort of impact on the story, I think it's only in that it's changed the narrative um the, a slightly a small amount of the narrative it's I fully expected that when um when frontier made the made that narrative decision to switch tourist mining ventures to azimuth biotech, they knew that p- some players would react in a way where it's like, okay, now we have a target, let's go um attack Azimuth Biotech. What I don't believe that they f- that they fully expected was just quite how organized we would be about it. I I
3: think I think you you're definitely on the their side because I think what what the witch hunt and whatever's done is it's added another dimension and depth to mm. and the narrative, not necessarily change the outcome directly. But I hope it does. I hope it does change the outcome. But you know,
4: I feel like I feel like if it goes wrong, if. It is such a silly word when it goes wrong that now they have someone to blame for it going wrong rather than it just solely being down to salvation's incompetence so maybe that wouldn't work um work in the favor of of the group i it, it's so it has been um as commander um commander tragic blue says um it has been really nice that players are getting a mention for an in-game reason and it's wonderful to see just like little um little switches to what the narrative may very well have been plotted out as, but little switches to it to lean on a player-led initiative, I think is um is very beautiful and long may it continue.
5: Yeah.
0: Do you think they're gonna like actually see? this Proteus wave thing happen? Or is it going to be like when you're a kid and your parents said Santa Claus is coming the next day your
3: presents <laughs> are all there?
4: Well, that's, that's think... what happens, isn't it? I
3: think yeah. we're going to get Main a cinematic. Alert. Main topic alert.
4: Well, yeah, yeah, true. True. I mean, I, I, would, I would answer in saying that I think we're going to get a cinematic outside of game about it because I don't like the idea of there being a one-time event that everybody has to log into a server to see. I've seen yeah. people get burnt in Fortnite and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, if you think back to when uh, the Guardian stuff was first, and even when the Fire was first came, there was the uh, Commander Chronicles, wasn't there? Which was a, a series of almost like cutscenes rendered yeah. in game. It made me feel a bit inadequate to tell you that much. They were pretty good going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I-, I suspect if there is going to be uh, something the players see, it will be something like. A Commander Chronicle, because it's the only way they can ensure every player can see it, and also the only way it can be done in-game without having to code a whole whole host of new assets and a lot of work. So doing a cutscene thing you can see on YouTube
0: probably what will happen. That would be cool. Then, you know, you could refer to that and if there was if that was a youtube video that would generate so much what well, content for a start and and interest in the game would probably make it into magazines look at this great thing that's happened in universe in elite dangerous how cool would that be
3: i'd love like to see thing yeah because commander chronicles they were was a few wasn't there there was a mm-hmm. the, there was the one who the, the commander military commander, he said fire at the thargoid and only fired two missiles at it instead of opening up with anything he got there was the one with Rantar, wasn't there? Yeah, um, and I think there was another one as well, but I can't remember what the one. There hasn't been very many of them, but this would they be nice. We need to do more. I, yeah. I, I,
0: if anyone from Frontier is watching, we loved that stuff. Make more. We did love it. It was brilliant. It fleshes out the universe.
4: I'd like to see. Uh, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold that until our main topic discussion. I think then it is. That time of the week again.
5: Store alert!
4: I much enjoyed Scorb's reaction to the dubstep. Then that was amazing. I'm not going to be able to listen to the
0: original anymore. You
4: can't. You can't happen. There's there's also an opera one, which is fantastic as well. Um, There was nothing new in the store this week. That said, the um, the sale finished, but also Scorb, what did you think of the ship kits?
0: They've been brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I, I I have gotten all of them except for the anaconda. I've got, so like, the fact that there's one for the Cobra, there's one for the Type 6. I'm currently flying my Type 6 to Hutton Orbital. So you'll be able to see it if, ha- if, if people haven't got the Type 6 one. It's really cool. I, I'm blown away. Like you're saying, we don't get nothing for ages and then a whole bunch of them turn up at once.
3: Do you think <laughs> they should have? I don't think they put a um, keelback one in, did they? No, no, because the, the
0: the things flap around too much, the bits will fall off.
3: <laughs> yeah, well Score, I
2: thought no. Scorby, you currently playing El Scorbius? Yes. Okay, you're in private
3: group, that's why I can't see you.
0: Yeah, I'm in I'm in a PG at the minute. Okay, uh, okay. but when it get to hot and I'll jump into open.
3: Fair enough. Yeah, I would have liked to have back one, because I think just the flappy things and
0: Yeah, it would be great. It, uh like, no. uh I, I think they should do more. I think the uh, response to these has been really positive.
2: I am holding out for my orca one. No. Yes.
0: You
3: what? No. no, uh, no uh, My
2: my orca is. And you are not brutalising
3: my ship. You're not brutalising my ship for that.
2: No. My my, uh, my orca. This is why we can't have
0: nice uh, things.
2: But but my orca is my bulk passenger rescue ship. I've got it kitted out in bright yellow, and it is for diving in. To damage stations, numbing up as many people needing rescue as possible, and then flying out again, what having a no. ki- having a a cage around it would be blooming marvelous for it.
0: Yeah, it would be uh, like a, I don't know, like a, a Type Nine.
2: But it's, it's a it's a thing of beauty though. Actually, yeah, would
0: you so want that. to put in a cage? Exactly, Pride monster.
3: <laughs> from a roleplay perspective, I, I can see how it would appear from a role play perspective because what you would have is you'd have your orca and you'd only have enough room for five people in it to rescue. But that had <laughs> these that's amazing that's but that had these amazing windows. They could like look at the people <laughs> banging against the hull, asking <laughs> to be let in right. before they took off.
0: You can mix and match these things, right? So, hear me out for a moment. Okay. Let's instead of saying, "Can I have this for my other ship?" which will make it look like a pile of trash, let's not <laughs> worry about that. Like, how about we have more, more ship kits, different ones? Like I've suggested on Twitter. Um, how about one with like, um hastily made repairs in space for explorers? So, like, oh, there's, I'd there's love like that. Bolted and on bathed. stuff, riveted panels. You know. Bad welding and all that stuff. It's like you've been out there for a while. You've had to fix your ship. You've done some things. That ship is storied. Ju- There's no, things that have happened.
3: Genius to that. idea. You have space duct tape on the
5: ship. Space on the duct
0: outside. tape. Yeah. Oh yes, space duct tape. And then and then another one. Say based on what you were just saying, and this could apply to a whole different range of ships. Uh, it'd be a ship kit, but it'd be ablative panels. So, as you are going into these things, you could
3: put these ablative panels on,
0: and maybe they take damage. Oh, so they don't you cost anything to, to put on.
3: You could pretend to be the defiant mm-hmm. then from D Nine, but it's ablative armor.
0: Yes, uh, it, or, or you know, you just weld it's a bunch of plates have, on it, and it's it cool. Ablative armor too. You did, yeah. a like, board one. Then,
4: what do you have to
2: say about cruise ships, mate? Right, Shan will be able to back me up on this because he knows all this kind of shit as well, but. We both know, and I'm sure other people listening know as well, that many cruise ships were used in many wars, including the Falklands, to transport troops and rescue people from where they were to where they needed to get to safety. Mm-hmm. Therefore, well, it is a very, very likely thing to have a cruise ship, essentially the Orca, doing rescue missions.
0: But are you going to weld story a ship? I would. You had to weld yes. a bunch of halogen lights on the side of it. Is that what you? are no, no. right, I and would. Some scaffolding poles. Yes. <laughs> no, the cat. If, cam- if I
2: was going to, um, if I was heading off to the Falklands in my, you know, my cruise ship back in the eighties, you're too right. I'd have got off and painted it sort of sea grey, and you know, put up some, put on some armor and things like that. Well,
3: they're cute. They're Canberra. Was, yeah, I, uh, I've actually I've uh, been on the Canberra. That's another. Uh, and else. also, I, my history is correct. QE2 was as well.
2: Yep. But I, I I was actually on the Canberra in the 90s after she got refurbed from
3: going on the uh, from doing the Falkland stuff. I still like my idea of being able to look out the window at all the people you're leaving behind and wave at them.
4: Oh, that's brutal! It's always brutal. It's always it's brutal from Jan
3: War,
6: war is hell. <laughs>
3: Or war never changes—that kind of thing. I'm just—I'm just merely practicing Darwinism in its purest form. Well, and when, on that when...
4: note, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I think what we'll do is we'll take a we'll take a quick break and we will come back
0: with our main discussion in a few minutes. You want a working classic, built stronger to last longer, a ship that'll go on and on. With
2: no dangling wires. Jump across the black. haul to every station. And when the goids come close, we got some firepower too. Like on Spaceways, engineered and mechanically designed to stay on the job. Put a Lake on your payroll.
0: From the makers of the MB-5 shaving drone comes the latest in personal grooming technology. Here at Saracen, we've heard your request loud and clear. You want something new. Applying all the recent technological advances. Introducing the Panther Clipper. Gone are the days of your unruly body hair making you look like a bedraggled alpaca. The Panther Clipper is the biggest, baddest shaver credits can buy. A shave so smooth it'll shave 10 milliseconds off your buckyball type. The new Panther Clipper from Saracen. It's exactly what you've been asking for.
2: Four, go to fuelrats.org and click get help. Five, stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions?
4: And welcome back. Because we don't know exactly when Update 13 is going to come out next week, it would be remiss of us to wait until Tuesday when it could have already been out to talk about what we would like to see and what we wouldn't like to see, etc. in the update. So, folks, what are you hoping for from update 13?
2: I want HIP 2246010B to be exploited. I want it to be a Hasmoon.
4: Dan?
3: Yes? Um. Okay, what would I expect and hope from well, What I would hope is it's actually put in with a minimum amount of bugs in it because it, this is the climax of quite a long narrative and it would be a shame if it was ruined by bugs and crashes. That meant people were left frustrated trying to do it. So I hope it's relatively bug-free. Um, what I expect is I, I actually expect, yes, the narrative will be pulled to a conclusion, but I'm, I think I'm expecting something like the Commander Chronicles Followed up by Galnet written articles. I, I don't think there will be anything in game that we can go along and see and interact with, uh, which I wish there was, but I just don't see that happening. I think it will be a, a cutscene and then some narrative from Galnet.
4: Okay, Scorb.
0: Oh, so many things. Um, I'd like. I would like to see. I don't know whether we're going to get it though, but I'd, I would like to see the ability to revive a teammate, uh, who may or may not have been on the receiving end of an errant grenade. Uh, that would be quite nice. Uh, but if we don't get that, then they they know enough about the uh, bugs that have been uh, plaguing us for for a while now to do something about them. And I've I think I've heard some positive things on you know just around on the Twitter Twitter sphere that, that they know about them. Uh there was another thing. I can't can't remember now. I'll have i I'll have a think. Another thing. But like basically um more better. That's what I'd like to see updated.
4: More better. More better
0: things, please. More better. Oh and ship interiors. All all the ship interiors, yes, those two. Yeah.
3: Oh you I well, it just seems to so you said that I was watching the last Commander Chronicle video during the break when they introduced the Crate Mark II. Yeah. And, and the three people walk into the Crate Mark II. And yeah, so, but, but but anyway, I yeah it's an interesting. I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much. So if it exceeds them, I'm happy for a change. Rather than thinking, oh, they could have done this or they should have done that. So I'm deliberately keeping it low key. I think just to, just in case.
4: Ben, you wanted to see you want to see the the system explode. I expand do. on that for me.
2: Yeah, I. I, I, I am very much of the opinion that the Proteus Wave is not gonna work. Something is going to go very wrong. And I would adore I mean what I would love would be for, you know, everybody in HIP two two four six oh to find themselves floating in in a um in a rescue pod needing rescued or something like that. And then we have to go off and rescue all the all of our fellow commanders. And until you get picked up, you're kind of up the up the scutter. And obviously, that has to be done in open because if you're in solo group, you can't get picked up because you're in solo.
3: That would um, be so fun in like Orca to wave at commanders as I fly past. <laughs> as you
2: fly past. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I've only got enough room for one more. Um, yeah, I would, but I would love be. i I'd, I'd love for at least ten B to if if i i would like it to actually turn into a ring of planet 10 um hey okay. you know, I, I don't know how you i don't know how you could do that but cuz you you know obviously if, you know a, a moon explodes it ain't going to form it's going to form into like basically it's going to form into a ring in that orbit and yeah. other thing other things are going to go in other things are going to go out I mean you know, that
0: takes a very long time
2: it does, but you know we can pretend it happens, and yeah,
0: you know, I don't. We can pretend we... that time passed. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: see, I um, I like where you're going, Ben, with the with the apocalypse, H I P. Yeah, and
0: million it... years
3: later.
2: <laughs> yeah, what, it, what I would, would you... love. Yeah, I, I mean, you've seen pictures of moon, like pictures in sci-fi of moon split in half or something like that. You know, I would love them to do something like that, but I don't think Frontier have the tech to do that. So. Doing something to indicate this was 10B,
3: it's fucked. You know what they could do? What could... could, Yeah? They could completely obliterate 10B and then have something go wrong or salvation betray humanity and have the wave work against humans, not against Thargoids. So, therefore, they wipe out every space station or outpost and satellite. Oh, w- I
2: wouldn't be surprised say, if Daddy's had in, in, with
3: in, it, that bad in, 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 say, a 200 light year radius. So, just mm-hmm. up until the edge of the bubble, just yeah. completely obliterate all the systems and stuff like that in that 200 light year radius. Is there any Guardian tech gone into this Proteus uh,
0: wave? Yes, like <laughs> a bit, like a yeah. shit ton. Like, right. well,
4: I think the te- I think the technical term would be a metric fuck ton of right. stuff that's gone in there. And we
0: so all know what happens. What about yeah. this for a turn up for the books? I but like two, two possible outcomes lie in our future. Well, three if you count the things that are really going to happen. But how about these two? One. The the Proteus wave goes off and awakens the Guardian AI. And now we have a third enemy. I would like that. The, so the Guardian AI, for those who don't know, actually are the ones that wiped out the Guardians two million years ago. And they went somewhere. Ooh, we don't know where they went. And and there's a whole load of space inside of Barnard's loop, which is all locked off, and it looks like the Dargoids the and the Guardians were around there. Second possibility, it decloaks the Raxler gate.
2: Can't think why it would do that, but okay.
0: Oh, so it's God why, intent why interrupted why, yeah. the you know what? It'd be yeah, a great way to uh to go, yeah, you did find it, but you just couldn't see it because it was cloaked. <laughs> and now it's in Seoul. No. <laughs> or um it because we don't know what the I mean, we're not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, railroad the thing into this, but we don't know what the Raxler gate was. What if it was actually like in Halo? It's
3: a weapon. I hope we never find it. I hope it's not in-game. I hope they never put anything to do Rax but in-game. And if it is in-game, I hope it's never found. Rax, right, so there's a
4: friends you make along the way. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's too glib. But basically, there's nothing Frontier could do in-game that would make Rax meet the player expectations and how it's yeah, got fighting. Sure, sure over are. Uh, over 30 years. But it'll always be different to what people expect it, and you know what happens when players don't get what they expect. Mm. It never
0: wow, ends wow, well. Wow, wow,
3: wow. How it, about it, an explorer on the other side
0: of the Milky Way finds this abandoned gate, which, after the, the Proteus wave uh, kicks off, lights up?
3: So do you don't have to put symbols in certain order to then get uh, Maybe. It spins round. <laughs> Uh, That would be No Man's Sky. It would, well, if I'm just thinking about what you're saying, though, about what if it was a weapon? The the Guardian, that's it, would be great, but I'm just not sure Frontier have got that amount of development effort and time and money. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, it goes off,
0: any players that were in the area find themselves back in the bubble, and an entire cluster of stars is gone. Yeah. It, and then be, one, a thing. then one wakes up near to Sol, and we find it. We don't know what caused that thing to go off. Don't fire the Proteus wave off again, because it might kick this one off as well. And now we're we're on a, um, I don't know, an, an epic arc of trying to shut it down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Ephesus is saying the Raxler, the Raxler is a confetti gun. <laughs>
4: That's right. That sounds about right. From everything we've heard so far, yeah. let, and let's piece that together really, really carefully now. Remember to bring your tinfoil, but it certainly feels like that would make more sense. Yeah. With you just gotta you just gotta join the lines together.
0: <laughs> yeah. Doesn't everything I mean, start out as a confetti gun though.
4: Absolutely. Like,
2: being being serious, what I, I know we're going slightly off topic and of talking about Raxler here, but yeah, I I'm with Mac that I would love it if Raxler basically opened up to a hundred percent proc gen galaxy with no map and we only we, we have to map it ourselves. But we never would. Well we haven't done this one either, but you know that that would be a great thing for, for Raktha to be, you know, completely utterly pointless. Taking you to a mappable proc gen galaxy with nothing but proc gen stuff in there. No bubble, no no ships, no no um commerce, etc. Yeah, well, in, nothing like Mass Effect Andromeda or anything like that.
3: In 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 the later stages of beta, just before the gamma, it, early stages of beta, there was an alternate galaxy to fly around him. Because they hadn't yet run and refined the Stellar Forge. Because I remember certain systems were like X with such stations in them. And then when it came to Gamma, which is the galaxy we have now it was all completely different. So there was like a parallel universe. Yeah. We were playing yeah. it in beta. Mm. But I do I actually think, I think we'll just get a story I, I can't yeah, we're not
5: we're not
2: gonna get anything to do with Ratslaw in this in this. We absolutely oh, I would not. love it
3: I would love it to it be Guardian AI or mm. the, uh, the the second sort of second make of Thargoids or anything like that. I would love it to be that but I'm just not sure there's that much development time and effort they've got on hand to do it justice. And it would be a shame not to do it justice.
4: So for me, what <laughs> my pipe dream is literally loading up the game and getting a cutscene before we even go into the game. So um I mean, great expectations, am I right? But um when you when you first sort of like click play on that on that day, we then get the cutscene showing this it all go it all go wrong. I would like to see I would like to see the planet not necessarily explode but I'd like to see it split in some way if they if they have the tech if frontier have the tech to be able to um break part of the planet away or make it look maybe like something has ripped itself out of the ground let's say hypothetically let's say something has ripped itself out of the ground um or splits or split, and then we have two halves of a planet. So that's all broken that we could still potentially go and go and visit and land on. I'd be quite excited by that. I doubt that that will happen, um, but it would be nice to go and visit and have this new thing to take take
3: screenshots off. Uh, Shan, I was just when as we've been thinking, I was just wondering. You know, we said they had a Commander Chronicles and stuff like that, and you wanted the yeah, cat scene. What if this firing of the Proteus wave, Commander Conical, call you like, happened using the game engine as you, when you jumped into HIP again? So you know you have when you get hyperdicted, you have it's not really a cutscene; the graphics will all generated engine, aren't they? The ship coming, scanning you, and then going away. If you have something similar to that that happened to you when you jumped into HIP or launched from a ship in HIP. I think that would be about as spectacular as we could get. You actually see it rendered in game in the engine when you enter the system.
4: When the Thargoids first came into the game, people found out about that by being hyperdicted, did they not? Yes. I would like that, please. I don't. I don't want a big song and dance. Mm. I want. I want to have a. I want to go. Like have the this cutscene where it where something goes wrong with the Proteus wave and then it goes black and we don't know for um, fully what happened. We can go and investigate and we can... S- maybe we can hear logs of Caleb Witchley being out in his spot fucking miles away, um, light years upon light years away, remote, um, talking people through it and then hearing those people die, hearing them discuss something insane and then that's it and we don't have anything else. And then... When we're all going around Thargoid space, we get hyperdicted by something massive.
3: Yeah, I'd like Caleb to as part of the cutscene. You'd be walking up and having this, um, having this like uh, plunger and just pushing it down like it was dynamite.
4: But from a very remote location,
3: yeah.
5: Yeah. somewhere.
3: Right? <laughs> or, or some sort of road runner looking device <laughs> from Ac- Acme on the side. Space yeah. Acme, no. me. Oh my goodness
4: I'm not sure that's appropriate <laughs> Probably not. Ben
2: I'm just wondering You know how we've got the The tech in game to Explode an asteroid I'm just wondering, could that tech Be scaled up To explode a planet I don't think it could, but that would be amazing
0: No, because it's one it's, Well, they'd have they're to all, They're
2: all the same asteroid, aren't they, that get exploded Yeah,
0: they're all the same It's all the same asset Yeah so they would have to make a uh a, well it would be a sphere it would be quite high spheres oh, well, yeah but like think about how many polygons that model would have to be Yeah. yeah. for it to for it to survive cuz like, if, if it was only from a distance and then you can never go near it you can get away with a lot more but mm-hmm. if you if you could actually oh goodness can you imagine trying to land on it
2: well, I don't mean, see how you, i mean driving the, the, the gravity, up to the edge the gravity of such a thing would just be completely messed So you could have an excuse, no, you ain't going to land there, mate. Um, But the other thing that I would actually like, if we go to, you know, like some of the ships that we've got currently around 10B, you know, like when uh, the Falcon shows up at Aldera and is just like flying through all those asteroids, just like you drop in at, say, uh, the Bright, whatever his name is, or how you just drop in anywhere around 10B and you're flying through a debris field. You know, and I think I think they could do that, couldn't they?
4: I think I feel like if they do, if they do, whatever they do would have to be—I say have to be—I would very much like it to be a new asset. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't know necessarily as the big. This is um, this is what everything's been pointing towards. I can't think resolving this narrative arc would result in anything but a new asset. Whether that is um, Guardian technology mixed in with um, Thargoid technology on a specific site, that which we can go and see and we can go and read the logs of, that's fine. I'd be happy to see a new asset, something new that I can take a screenshot of, um, is wonderful. Or whether that is a split-apart planet that we can go and fly around, or whether that is being hyperdicted by a... Mothership. Big-ass motherfucker, Sargoid, <laughs> that is bigger than you've ever seen, and you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Oh shit. Something that actually makes you crap yourself um, by being in-game. I like. I feel like with the amount of excitement that is evident from Frontier about what is coming, narrative-wise, I feel like there has to be another asset.
0: How cool would it be to, that you go into a system and you see this signal source and it's like uh and it's just massive alien presence, whatever they'd want to call it, and you go there and it's something the size of a station, if not bigger, and it's sw- swarmed with ma- with like hydras and and there's all all kinds of um Dargoid vessels flying around the thing. Uh, how cool would that be as a site to like Try and kick some Thargoid ass, but you know they're just going to keep on coming. Because uh, they're coming out of the, the literal mothership.
2: Yeah, so mm. something like the mothership from Oh that, Independence that, Day. Yeah, that's the one. That, I was going to say that film with Will Smith, but yeah, that that one.
3: You'd need that's... to be able to interact with them somehow. If it was a new asset, yeah, you would yeah. need to be able to interact it with it. Imagine,
2: to make imagine, it imagine if you could land on this and then go to the bar and get a Thargoid drink.
4: i like the the idea about being able to fly if you're stealthy enough or that maybe there's going to be new technology or something on those lines but if you're stealthy enough and you've got a small enough ship being able to get yourself into like into special areas that are within there some something something a bit like the end of independence day spoiler alert but it's been out for a really long time so i don't feel super guilty about it
3: Thing is though, so then you just got excited about being able to take a Thargoid out for a drink, aren't you?
4: Damn right.
3: Not what only owned Thargoid fans or something like that. What you talked about earlier. Yep. Hey. I'll I will
2: happily buy a Thargoid a drink.
0: So you manage to get your ship into the Thargoid mothership. Get out. you disembark and it's like all eerie, smoky, mist, and then you're presented with like wave upon wave of uh, on foot thargoids trying to wipe out this this alien presence that's just arrived on their mothership.
3: No, I think what'll happen, you'll just pull out a, your USB stick and stick it in the USB drive <laughs> oh, that thargoids have got rather handsomely. Smoking
2: the cigar.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: you got to make sure if you're putting in your USB stick that you've tried it all three ways.
0: Well, if he's going to do it that way, then it would be a piece of guardian technology, wouldn't it? Yeah, they don't like guardian technology. You could do. You could go full Independence Day with it if you want to go full cheese. I mean,
2: we we That's do have our... what the mycoid virus
4: was, though, wasn't yeah. it? Going full yeah. Independence Day with
2: it. We do have our scannery thing, so maybe our scanners can can upload a signal over Wi-Fi.
3: I like the idea of putting a USB drive in it because <laughs> in, all, in all the films, there's always a USB stick that works first time, isn't there? But then it yeah. goes really slow towards the end. I mean,
2: Tom actually has the ideal solution. Just shove on a Thargoid mask and no one will tell the difference.
4: Well, what about the extra legs that you need to suddenly find? And the <laughs>
3: tentacles, do if you get the tentacles, Ben. Oh,
4: You've got Shan, to remember the... the tentacles. Yeah, Shan, you can
3: be on my ship as well, and then we can find some extra legs. Oh,
5: and that weird got... beehive oh, right in the middle of the Pantomime footer. horse.
3: I'm not playing your tentacles, Ben, for no money.
5: <laughs> Are
4: you making a pantomime Thargoid? <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So one thing. And I'd love to hear this, hear this from um from you guys on what you think. One thing that um as we were chatting away at um at LaveCon to um Tom and Darren on sat on the Saturday night, um they were asking what we were expecting from update 13 and they or in the future of Elite basically um the very predominant thing was on the Thargoids. And Darren said So what do Thargoids look like? And I'd be really interested to know what you guys think Thargoids look like. Who do you want to go first? You go first, Ben. Go for it. Uh, All right.
2: I'm thinking something a bit like a giant, um, oh, um, what the hell is it called? Locust kind of idea. Yeah. Locust, give it six arms, make it sort of stand up. I'm not sure if they have wings or not. I kind of like the idea of them having wings, but I don't think they should have wings.
3: Um, Personally, in my head, if I had to equate them to an Earth animal, I think it would be a termite, a termite soldier was, specifically.
4: I feel like there's a a lot of people have a lot of different beliefs in what they look like. I know there was um, uh, some concept art which made them look a bit like stick insects a very, very long time ago. Um what about what about you, Scorb? What do you think a Thargoid looks like? Uh
0: well in my in one of my videos, uh Commander Scorbis actually punches one in the face.
4: And what does it look like?
0: <laughs> um uh, uh, It's like a insectoid kind of thing. It's got six legs, a big body, they're about twelve feet tall. Um <laughs> it's yeah, I I I think it was as described in one of Drewego's books i think uh yeah i'll take a screen grab of this um i know you can't but it's it's like a big armor plated multiple legged creature with a tail and it's um hang on let me snip this for you and i'll put it into the chat um and then you can you can see it so you know what i mean uh i'll chuck it into the discord chat and then you can you've got something but yeah, basically insectoid uh, with horrible, horrible teeth and mouth and everything and just nasty. Okay. You see it? That's that's, that's in one of the videos I did.
4: Okay.
0: I don't know if you find some way of getting that up onto the stream.
4: Well, I'll be able to absolutely get it into the show notes for sure. Um, do you, what well, about you, Simon? So? I'll, I'll get into the chat. Do what do I think? Yeah. So, um, for me, since. Since the first season of Stranger Things came out, I always picture the uh, the way a Thargoid looks to look a little bit like um the the dem- demogorgon, but with like more flaps. <laughs> and I kind of I kind of have this weird well, head can- more, more flappy bits on the outside. Because it's okay. only four on the demogorgon, and I think with eight, that might be quite interesting. Mm. But um I I don't know um I, I don't I think that would be a really easy way out is just put a different head model onto a humanoid body. Um yes, the demogorgon but flappier. Um little biggin. Oh good,
0: that's Kevin.
4: Exactly. With that's, a hat just, on. that's just Kevin in a hat. Get it right. <laughs> so little Biggin just wrote in the stack log we get, the specimen is highly resilient and seems to be able to withstand severe physical trauma, even to the point of losing limbs. I'm reminded of pulling the legs off spiders as a child. Fortunately, testing on a non-human means no legal red tape to throw it, slow things down. Tomorrow we begin um experimenting with chemical and biological weapons. These creatures may be tough, but we will find their weakness. So that it it lends itself to something with more legs than just two. If it's if it's happy to lose limbs and continue on its day. But um Pulling the, pulling the limbs off a spider. I don't, want, I, don't want, I don't want them to look like spiders. That would not be a fun time for me. Sham.
3: Do you think, on the pulling legs off things scene, do you think they could look a little bit like a daddy long legs, oh. getting their revenge for all the kids that pulled legs off daddy long legs?
5: <laughs>
3: Which, of course, I never did. I never, ever pulled legs off daddy long legs to make all the wings off them. Did it's you, like
0: you them. ever pull the wings off of a fly and turn it into a walk? Oh, God.
3: <laughs> no, I, I was I was I was not cruel to animals at all. I, as I said, I never ever pulled the wings off a of dandelions to turn it into a spider. Never. So uh, I don't know. If, again, I, I think it's one of these things. A little bit like Raxes, We all have our image of what we want them to look like, but it's going to be different. I think than the way we've all imagined. I hope it is. Uh, right. kind I kind of I kinda, we, yeah. I kind of don't want them to look like they've escaped from Doom, the game.
4: What? Yeah, I, I understand what you mean by that.
3: You know, I don't want them to look cliche, I think, is what I'm coming for. We, we know they're insectoids and stuff like that and I, I want them to look different, so you think, wow, that's so imaginative.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Tucker, so, Tom, anybody, Starship Trooper Bugs, they look pretty good. They do. I'm I'm hoping that there's going to be like wave upon wave of them for us to It's one thing mowing down humans in a settlement to go and get their accounts because that's what we need. Uh, But but like when when it's like defending a base that's on a planet that that, like the Thargoids have decided that they want, and they keep coming, and and you need to bring other other commanders might need to bring in some more ammunition and things like that, or or more troops. That's the kind of gameplay I'd like to see. I'd like to see stuff like that. they keep on coming! There's bloody thousands
3: of them! Yeah, but I wouldn't want them to be as bullet-spongy as the bugs Starship Troopers, where it takes a thousand rounds of ammunition, because just shooting things that have huge health bars just, for me, isn't absorbing gameplay. It's not fun. you just shooting it, and once well, you've got the mechanic down, you just shoot it some more and more, and it, it's not really... Uh, it's lazy ge- Lazy gameplay, I think, if they are just bullets.
0: What, what about when you get their the health bar uh, really low down and then they mutate into their final form, they've got full health bar again. And now they oh, yeah, they have a... Abilities.
3: Uh, and then you add a rage timer as well just to make it even worse, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, they have to be vulnerable to grenades. Obviously. <laughs> yeah,
2: and they, they
0: have to drop cat videos.
4: Cat media, specific cat media, you have to... Um... Yeah. You have to actually. It turns out that um, while the Thargoid vessels really, um, really like the tasty, tasty um, escape pods, smooth on the inside, crunchy on the outside, the um, actual Thargoids themselves, they really, really, they just can't get enough of cat means.
0: This question. I know we can feed uh, escape pods to Thargoids, though, but does it matter if they're empty escape pods? Is it just the batteries in the escape pods that they like? Have we been like, thinking that they're monsters this whole time? They're just no, nah, no, nah, we just really like the chemicals that are in I, the batteries. I,
3: I think they do only react to occupied escape pods, if I remember right.
0: Is that because they've been switched on and the batteries are being used now?
2: It's like you get that little tingle on your battery when you go and lick a 9-volt battery.
3: Yeah, because maybe that that's sounds like idea. that. Whoa, yeah, this is, is nice. That, is that their thing, then? Is that what the Thargoids enjoy on their, port, that, on their Thargoid it, Hub th- videos? Th- might, they just see awesome. Thargoids licking the equivalent of 9-volt batteries. Yeah.
5: Well,
0: yeah, they'd be three, like three in an thargoids ammonia
3: atmosphere. Yeah, maybe they're, they're like,
0: we could, we could solve this entire Thargoid war with the humans by just offering them a drink of Domestos. They'd probably love it. Yeah. So there you go, mate.
4: Would you like some bleach? So you're what you're mate. saying, what you're saying is the Tide Pod Challenge was incredibly ahead of its time. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they they if we would send a bunch of Tide Pods over to the Thargoids, they would be like, oh nom nom nom. This it's for them it'd be like um you know those uh UFO
3: um suites that have got Sherbet inside.
0: Oh yes. It'd be like that, wouldn't it?
3: <laughs> saying that, you mentioned about the uh, the cat media and uh, cat videos and Thargoids. There is uh, one of the tests, or the traditional test for sentience, is having a sense of humour. And I wonder if the cat video is what the Thargoids use for their sense of humour. One of the joke is to to have cat videos.
0: I know plenty of humans who are supposedly sentient that don't have a sense of humour.
2: A a little big yin actually raises how we could test a sense of humour with the and They they kill all engineers apart from Etienne Dorf. (laughs)
3: <laughs> who they then? Who they then take forward to the queen, and he's then the king? Is that what you mean? Some sort of interspecies?
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, thargoids are just really sarcastic.
4: Thargoids, are—they um, like, you just don't get their humour. It's far too elevated for you. They're is just all is... like hipsters.
0: It's <laughs> just like that Red Dwarf episode. Breaking your leg hurts like hell. So, hell, and then lo, hello, they did it twice, to, hello to you. They did it to us, so hello to you. Maybe they're just saying hello. Ah. Is, that, is that what it is? We just don't understand ah. their language.
4: <laughs> Possible. So, sounds like the tinfoil right there would be a little bit too tight.
2: <laughs> uh, but what does Mr. Flibble say? <laughs> uh, I'd
5: possibly I do, when,
0: that.
3: Who would do that. When we do her... When, when we do see them, I again, I, do, I hope they look radically different. I don't want them to be Star Trek aliens, which no. are just human looking with different nose and ears. Which is. You know, and suddenly I,
4: we're able to communicate with them so easily. Suddenly we all have Babelfish and, it, well, well, and it's Babelfish. Yeah.
3: Well, apparently, though, um, I don't think anyone's ever seen it, so it's all pure hearsay, but I believe um, David Braben has a rather large book that has everything he wants to know about Thargoids but was afraid to ask on it, and that is their law bible. Yeah, Command Smash has been after that for ages.
5: <laughs>
3: He's not the only one. <laughs> I, I think David keeps it right next to the list of improvements they're I'm going to make. But as for the event, there's lots I think we hope it could be, but I don't know. I, I've, maybe I'll become a bit too wizened and bitter and twisted about these things, but I think I have to expect modest things because it's not another um, DLC release, is it? It's not. Oh,
5: of
4: course
3: not. It is not the big event that due at the end of the year. But I'm more is... excited about what's going to be at the end of the year.
4: No, so that than... is the, the the end of the year thing or the beginning of next year thing. Is the thing that um, that are cited as like never having been tried in Elite before.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm think. That's what I'm more excited about than this update.
4: but what this update is um aside from the uh bug fixes is the 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 bit which is going to lay the groundwork for the end of the azimuth saga i don't uh, the next i think the next update that we get it the november update is the beginning of the new narrative even though we're getting potential hints of it already but that's when the the new narrative sort of like goes fully into fruition is gonna be on the November update. So what I I I make I'm the thing is I made that mistake of getting myself really involved in the story. Like even more so than I thought I would.
2: You rebel scum.
4: I know, right? Um traitorous Ravel, um that is Operation Witch Hunt. Um so I I can't help in this particular instance to be super hopeful.
3: You poor sweet summer child. <laughs> I know, right? But I think the the thing to remember is that they're walk, narratively speaking, they're walking a quite a fine line, I think. Because if they make it too, if they raise expectations too much, then if they miss them, everyone's going to lose interest and give up and go do something else. Whereas... But it has to be big enough to keep people thinking, oh, wow, this is really good. I want to see what happens next. Do you see what I mean? There's a balance they have to do. It's almost like a mid-season finale, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that's always a hard thing to write well.
4: It must be really nerve-wracking as well. I wouldn't want to be the person in charge of finishing off this narrative, especially now knowing how many people are, like, really into it. Like, there's a lot of tinfoil around. Um, I, I I feel like I, I personally um, I agree with um, Phoenix Blue entirely that the build-up has been has been really really good. I'm um, and oh my god, yeah, I, I wouldn't to want to be that line. person. Yeah, yeah, definitely need to. They need to nail this. I think that's gonna um, gonna make a huge difference. Because
3: what we don't want it to be is a season eight Game of Thrones ending.
4: I don't know, I only watched the last couple of seasons and I quite enjoyed it. But with that controversy aside, um, is there any, like, aside from big narrative arcs, is there anything that you're, like, a little bit hopeful for as far as, is this something, is there a bug that's been bugging you that you're desperate to get fixed?
3: I want to them to change the way you select a system by a mouse clicking on it and holding your mouse still. You know, when you set, when you plot... Well, the a galaxy thing. map. Yeah, that, that's annoying.
2: Oh, I quite like that click and hold to, to do it. Yeah, I find that quite... That's a nice little shortcut, I find. That's
4: a pain. Scorb, anything that springs to mind?
0: Are things that I'd like to see... Are we talking about realistic things?
4: Realistic, realistic things. Let's not go mental.
0: Ah, oh, Okay. Um, I, I hope that they see how much of a take-up there's been on this narrative arc. And Because, like, we went through the drought, and the drought was horrible. And, you know, when we didn't even have Galnet. It's the Dark Times. Uh, I hope that they see how well this is done, and we see this not as, like, a story arc that gets started and finishes, and now what? But it becomes part of something bigger. That they instead of having just one narrative thread going on now, I mean, let's think think about this. How How big is the inhabited bubble, and there's only one main story arc like this? Let's have five story arcs in different parts of the inhabited bubble that you can follow do whatever you want and they are disconnected from each other or are they you know so to really get there you know if you don't want to be doing dargoid stuff you don't care about that fine go do something else but there's another story arc for you to work on it would mean that they'd have to hire more writers and they they could work on this and put as much attention to detail that the whole azimuth sagas had because it's been really well received you know, it, even to the point of like pe- people are asking proper philosophical questions about: Are we doing the right thing here? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting the right results, but the means—do the means? Am I a monster now for, for wanting this? That—that's some good story writing. And the fact that you've got this—the this, the anti side of this, like, like it's got some legs. <laughs> It's like, well, that 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 that, that just says they've done a good job with that story. I,
3: I, I think let where, what that continue. You know, what they've done, what they've actually done, is they've provided enough gaps in the story, in the narrative, for you to fill in mentally. And once you get people filling and filling in gaps in their mind, that's when they're engaged. If you spoon feed mm-hmm. them, then it's just in the story. But if you get them, they have to fill in gaps in their thinking. Or in the story it then becomes engaging and I think that's what they've done.
4: At one point in the last couple of weeks we had three cgs going on at the same time and that was awesome because it gave people the opportunity to um it gave transport opportunities it gave thog bashing um opportunities and it also gave um normal normal battering opportunities and that was really really cool I would love to see I'd love to see a little bit more. Like that's re- that's a really um interesting way to see where player engagement goes. I don't think it was necessarily the best time right then, but sort of going forward, I absolutely agree with you, like some other um some other bits and pieces running alongside the story, and then you go, Oh, you can really get your tinfoil out and your red string and start connecting things where there's not connections. Yeah. I feel like it's easily
5: doable.
0: Like, yeah, like they should totally see that this was this got people playing and got people really uh, engrossed mm-hmm. in it, and they should do more of that because it's something that the other games don't have. You know, like um, you know, No Man's Sky, it's got great new expeditions and things. You start fresh each time, but it doesn't have this grip that holds people playing, keeps them playing like are, way are longer. T- are you talking about space games? Or are you talking about other games? Space games. General. I, I generally don't play other other kinds of games. I like my space games. I have um
4: there's been there's been people who have joined um the Witch Hunt Discord to um batter salvation who um have said that they haven't played for six months and this has made them come back and um like having the opportunity to do this. There's been people who've who wasn't even aware that the BGS was a thing like learning things through through um through which i've been learning like your basic um bgs and how to a- another facet of the game and the fact that this story has driven up like this combination of the story has driven up so much engagement is i'm i'm so chuffed for them um to f- feel it sort of like turning back around in a more positive direction Anybody else think of anything that they want to see? I'm I'm with Shan with regard to the um, with um, the galaxy the galaxy maps rubbish. (laughs) I hate it so much. I find it so tricky to
3: use. Um, What was wrong with the old way? I'm just old fashioned. But what was wrong with the old way of doing it? But anyway, I have I have to agree with you. It's
4: it's I find it so so tricky to use so so tricky to use and i just um i like the holding my mouse still if i move it slightly then the galaxy map's gone and i'm pointing at a different star and i'm like why
2: i i might be using it wrong or at least differently in that most of the things i'm clicking on are actually bookmarks so i just like dive into my into my galaxy map and then i'll go and select you know, select a bookmark and then Press and hold, and it just takes me straight there, and I find that such a convenience. It's ridiculous. So, so press and hold
3: on LTI three five seven two.
2: Um, whereas LTT three five seven two. That wasn't too hard. I don't want to go to. I don't want to go there. But yeah, that wasn't too hard.
0: You mean actually on the screen on the map because it's actually Yeah.
2: yeah. It's LTT, and I've done. I've done it.
4: We're a little bit behind you, but it's. Oh, sorry.
3: Yeah, I'll oh, yeah, it. no, not... it's fine. I'll, I'll press that's... and hold I'll on Telta. The... Cal... That, yeah. that didn't actually set the course, then. On Ben. Yeah,
2: yeah, but I've just, I've set it to Telta, so there. Or Barnard Star again. <laughs> I, I I don't see why it's so hard. It's...
4: I feel I feel like it. I feel like it needs more work. It, it just needs a couple of tweaks, and we we might be there. And I might be. I might not complain about every bloody time away from the galaxy map. But... Because I do. Anyway, um, that's kind of a downer. But let's face it. Let's see what happens next week at some point. We might even have patch notes to go through next week. We had patch notes last time. They were going to release it on a Tuesday and then they didn't. And it came out on a Wednesday instead. So we might have something. We'll see. We'll see. Shall we, in that case, move on to our community corner? Um... To say that Too Hot Too Messy starts this Thursday. Um, I know that they have guests from front on the Hutton, Hutton Orbital um stream, they will have guests from Frontier and the Burpit all getting um getting their mug on. That's a strange way to put it, but getting getting mugs and gin ready to deliver to every single station <laughs> in the galaxy. Um over 130,000 of them.
0: Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have arrived at Hutton Orbital.
2: I, I am 12 minutes out.
4: We might get there. We might we might get a meet come the end of this. Uh,
2: um, well, score needs to change into open as well. I'm in open. Okay, you're in open.
4: I'll so, send
2: a friend request then.
4: So two hot, two oh. messy deliveries are tracked using the Hutton Helper available at... Hot dot for the mug Um I did this the first time and I will very much very, very likely do this do this another time. It is it is so much it was so much fun last time. It will be so much fun this time. Um mug responsibly is what I is a piece of advice that I might give
3: you. Is there a central list where they keep track of what's been visited and what hasn't?
2: Yes, um, you can visit it at hots.forthemug.com.
4: They have a they have a list of um it it's amazing, but um, basically they they will list the sites that haven't been mugged yet that you need to visit
3: that are closest to you. I mean p- producing that list in itself is a feat, isn't it? Yep Yeah You know, not just keeping track of it but actually coming up with list of places to visit is a feat.
2: Well, not really, because that's just that's a list that is Generate uh, from uh, IMDb, not IMDb. Uh, EDDB, sorry.
4: I yeah, it's um, the Hutton Helper. It's a, it's an add-on for EDC. Um, it is it is cracking, and um, it will allow to to like follow up on all of the um, all of the mug stuff that you need to do, and it's great. So I really, really, really can't wait for it to start. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun last time. Highly recommend. Go and get involved with another thing, but not until we get Daddy Savlon out of Maya. Speaking of which, um, Commander Grimscub from the um, AXI Discord and, and the OWH Discord has produced an awesome battle map of hip 22360 which literally shows every megaship every intensity of um of sight and all of that stuff um of uh, or every intensity of um anti-theno CZ which is it's really cool It's a really cool, good point of reference because there's a lot of stuff happening over there for, like, one more week, apparently. And there might be some more stuff on Thursday. Who knows, as the the Thargoid presence gets ever greater. Um, We also have um, Commander Disemboweled Ego, who managed to yeet his SLV from... um, Hip two two four six zero ten C over to ten B the permit locked site, and then he drove to the closest Thargoid structure.
3: I love uh, this. This was it's so good, wonderful. Uh, it's it, it was brilliant. Um, so yeah, I, I followed the story on the forums, and also also been covered by other YouTube channels. Um, I, I just I just love the sheer determination and crazy thinking that makes this sort of thing happen. I just really, really... To to be fair, I like this almost as much as I have as I do the Thargoid content there, because it's just so silly, brilliantly funny.
4: Absolutely, yeah, for for sure. He obviously found out that there isn't anything there at the moment, (laughs) Um, but that's fine, because we weren't really expecting there to be anything, because it's permit locked. Um, What it did result in happening... (laughs)
2: wasn't
4: it <laughs> Pilots Federation not only not only ran oh crikey, but they locked 10 C as well to make sure that we couldn't do it again.
3: <laughs> That's just unfair. That is just such a C the move. No, I don't think so. I think they should just leave it open and let players enjoy the challenge and being able to get there. Because you know it's kind of a spoil really it's like it's like you're having a great game. With your brother or sister when you're a kid and you're not doing anyone any harm, and then your parents come in and tell you, can't do that, go back and do your schoolwork now. Nah. Do hiss to that.
4: Okay. Um, I, I thought it was hilarious. Um, the the thing that isn't isn't here, what I will add, because we are also getting towards the end of what we can do at the moment with Operation Witch Hunt, um, just a, a little update. Um we are currently at the process where um, Azimuth Biotech are in retreat from Maya, um, which is the last system that we can, at the moment, retreat Azimuth Biotech from. So it would leave them with um, with two two systems that are currently... Um, there was a Galnet article excusing why we couldn't um, flip T-Towery, but... Um, because basically Salvation paid for it. Um, but Maya is currently in retreat, and hopefully by maybe Saturday or Sunday, we might be down to two systems, which will be very, very cool. Very cool. And I should say that, um, Commander, um the wonderful Interius Fusion um, creates and maintains the Hutton Helper, while I remember. Um, thank you, Ventura, for reminding me to say that. Yeah.
2: He also creates absolutely fabulous biltong, but don't rub his special sauce in your eye.
4: He also, on the first um uh hutton, on the first um hot mess, created me a special overlay to use to say how many mugs I delivered, which was I didn't ask oh, for it. Right. It was amazing. It was so sweet of him. Um So yeah, that's that's community corner. Um, in the we have a mostly clueless this week. Um, Commander Terikov from the Fuel Rats has um, advised us that when approaching a station or outpost using the standard um, seven second approach, as you get close, watch the speed distance indicator in the bottom left pane of your HUD. Once the speed indicator is in the blue region, you can forget about the time to target and you can increase your throttle to get there more quickly, as long as your speed remains in the blue area. Additionally, as Shouty pointed out, you can risk cutting things even finer and follow the six-second line in.
3: Or you can just do the loop of shame and go. I'm meant to do that.
4: <laughs> loop. So the Buckyballers will have you know that it is quicker to do a loop of shame than it is to hit that seven second and work you were in.
2: But you've um, got to do it, It's not quite the loop of shame. You're doing a.
4: No, not, you, full loop of shame. Full loop of shame is quicker. There's a. Um, there's a YouTube video. I'll find it. There's a YouTube actually, video that works. Actually, say, you're you're doing open. it the right way, though, if you, if
2: you know what I mean. It's not just, oops, I forgot and I, I overshoot. Oh, yeah, no,
4: you can't just, like, yeah. go 20 minutes one direction and then turn on and come back. Yeah. It doesn't... Yeah, you can't, right. you can't
2: do it, go and do a side
3: move on. Yeah. Actually, in you know, open, the loop of shame is a valid way of losing pursuers in super Yeah. Brief. So it's... You know what? It, it can be a useful toy because you can get your pursuer trapped in the gravity well if you're if you and they stay stuck there while well, you can super cruise away and leave them floundering. But anyway.
4: Okay. Does anybody have any other business
3: at all? I buy mugs.
4: You're buying mugs.
0: I buy mugs.
4: Very don't nice. Be, don't forget to buy your gin as well.
2: Exactly.
0: Well, put in the and mugs.
2: You you need mugs and gin. Okay. Um. I don't think I've got any other business. Um I should be here next week, but maybe not the week after.
4: Okay.
3: Yeah, I'm not here like, uh, next the next two weeks.
4: Oh, we've gotta we've gotta find inflatable people left, right, and centre. We do, I know. I don't think uh. I'm here the last week in um in August. It's holiday time! Hurrah! Everybody gets breaks. It's great. Um, in which case then I will, I will move on to the shout-outs. Um, the next episode of The Dex Legacy, Interlude 6, They're Afraid of You, will premiere on Lave Radio next week, the 9th of August at 8pm. Um, you can find more information on The Dex Legacy at thedexlegacy.com. Our, um, sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, broadcasts on Thursdays from 8.30. You can tune in at... Um, twitch.tv slash Orbital Trackers, or for just the audio at radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander who likes a little bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash EliteDangerousCQC. We're also giving shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts which have appeared over the last year or are standing regular contributors. You will notice that this list is slightly smaller. Thank you to um, DJ Wiley for just confirming when these podcasts stopped (laughs) coming out. That said, if any of them restart again or if you know of any more, we would love to add them as well. So those podcasts are Flight Assist, The Guard Frequency and Loose Screws. Following this, we have the latest Galnet news digest, as provided by Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beetlejuice. Thank you to those who have chipped in on Twitch chat and in-game commanders. Has anybody seen anyone? Well, Ben won't have. Ben's just been yeah. flying down Orbital.
2: I, I'm five minutes away from seeing Scorb. That's
4: so how fun. do we how do we fill for five minutes? <laughs>
0: Hey everyone, it's Chris here. I was doing the
2: edit and I realised that this five minutes was five minutes of the team talking about their holidays and, you know, I didn't think you'd want to listen to the whole thing, so I kind of sped it up a little to make them sound like chipmunks because it amused me. Anyway, we talked about their holidays, everyone's going on a holiday, I've already been on my holiday, and Colin's back next week. The full discussion is available on our Twitch store. I, I'm nav locked to Scorb and Scorb is pulling me in. Oh my! Hey, hey! I can even see him. We're, my God, we're even in the same instance.
3: So does Scorb go? Yeah,
2: uh, this is my Scorb you're pulled.
3: Oh, Ben, you're pulled.
2: Oh God! Wow, wow! Oh, no, mean... Scorb's bad blocking. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I can't land on it. Are you? What, Oh, no, know oh, oh, you're not you're there. It's okay. not me. Why do I why do I always get the blame? I sorry Scorb. Somebody somebody's pad blocking.
4: Wow.
0: Just cruel.
4: Makes cruel excellent unusual. podcast material. Let's have a look at this ship then. Yeah.
2: Uh well, is Sco, Scorb is currently sporting a tasty little white and red number. he's, he's got some pointy bits at the sides.
3: what are, are they? It, it must be evening wear then if it's black and red.
2: No, it's it's red and white. Although he is looking a bit a bit rough and ready as well. Can I put the lights it's, on.
0: It's oh so you you oh oops wrong button. Hang on, you just took your shields shields off it, like Yeah, that. that I I pressed the wrong button. Okay. Just trying to put my lights on. Oh, oh. Uh, there we go. Well, you're, ben,
4: you're,
2: are you going ben, <laughs> oh, I'm reverse Am i reversing. Ram him, Ben. Don't
4: I'm ram not, him, Ben. I'm not going to turn down him.
2: orbital, don't ram him. I'm not ramming him. I'm look I'm look just You just look, the look the really fingers. good. I like that. I don't know what that thing is on top of you, but I like it.
0: Yeah, that, that's the set of lights.
2: Yeah, but what the hell are those lights? I mean, those lights are bloody massive.
0: hmm uh, My shields are back now. <laughs>
4: yeah,
2: it's
5: wonderful.
4: Should. It looks wonderful. Well, I think we can all agree that that was incredibly worth it. Well, that, that, totally that would be it. the best
2: five minutes of your life, isn't it? I mean... They'll never get back.
4: Second only to my wedding day, Ben. Second only. <laughs>
0: They'll never get it back and they don't want it back.
4: Right, back onto this then. Special thanks to Commander Tocoso, Jay trex and Alan Stroud, who created the music used on the show. That's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you would like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com. Hit us up on facebook.com slash laveradio. Tweet us at laveradio. You can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders come to hang out and chat which you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com Do get in touch if you have any questions or if there is anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode Laveradio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 UK time and streamed out on laveradio.com slash live Thank you to Shan, thank you to Ben thank you to Scorb and special thanks today to today's tech specialist Chris Mark 4. Until next time, commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
5: She's a guy.
0: Hold the thought for two seconds and I'll be right back.
6: Galnet News Digest, 2nd of August 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, the permit lock spreads to a second planet. Commander Zulu Romeo has a peace plan. We look at how to install mugging software in your cockpit, and we demonstrate just how easy it is to complete a buckyball race.
1: The Pilots Federation, which in July last year attempted to dissuade Commander from assisting Salvation in his attempts to undermine Aegis, has extended its newfound cooperation with the Rebel scientist by permit locking a second planet in the HIP 22460 system. It's widely believed that Salvation, acting for Azimuth Biotech, requested the permit locks to prevent Commander from seeing the reality of the Proteus Wave weapon before it's ready to fire. The Pilots' Federation, which now seems to be working with its former enemy, applied the permit lock to HIP 22460 Planet 10b, which is where the Proteus Wave has been assembled, several weeks ago. It applied the second permit lock to closely adjacent Planet 10c, after an enterprising commander managed to fly an SRV between the planets and thus evade the permit lock. An Apex taxi was dispatched to remove the unwanted commander. The Pilots' Federation has denied that it is working closely with Salvation, insisting instead that it is acting exclusively in the interests of its members. Azimuth Biotech claims to be interfacing the Guardian-powered Proteus Wave with one of the Thargoid structures on Planet 10b, something that is known to be highly dangerous.
6: In related news, Commander Zulu Romeo has appealed for Commanders to work for peace, by presenting salvation with a peace offering in the form of both Guardian and Thargoid technology, to be delivered to Azimuth Biotech's four megaships, the Glorious Prospect and Masashi in Pleiades Sector CW-U, B3-2, and the Bright Sentinel and Heart of Taurus in HIP 22460. The items, with their symbolism, are as follows. Thargoid items. Sensor, representing the ears of the universe. Probe, the insatiable curiosity of sentient life. Link, the ties that bind us all and link each other. Resin, the glue that keeps us secure together. Technology sample, the technology to reach The stars. Biological matter. Living beings in all forms. Guardian artefacts. Orb. Representing our view of the universe. Casket. Our material possessions and wealth. Tablet. The knowledge we gain and pass on. Totem. Our belief in things greater than ourselves. Urn, a reminder of the past and of family and loved ones. Relic, purest energy, the spark of life. Finally, Commander Zulu Romeo asks that we take to salvation an offering of classified experimental equipment representing the will of humanity itself, and the means to mediate and moderate over the conflicting factions. Commander Zulu Romeo hopes that by having a mixture of Guardian and Thargoid technologies on board the Azimuth megaships when the Proteus Wave is fired, creating massive resonances that are magnified by the presence of all that technology, that Azimuth Biotech and everyone on board the four megaships will be fast-tracked to their final salvation, thus bringing peace to the
1: galaxy. Meanwhile, Operation Witch Hunt is on the point of forcing Azimuth Biotech out of the Maya system, leaving Salvation's faction with a presence only in Mbuni and Titori. Operation Breakwater has declared success in the first part of its initiative to gather equipment to jam the Proteus Wave signal to reduce the potential harm it may do. On the pro-Salvation side of things, the combat against Thargoids in HIP 22460 has been extremely well supported. The initiative to help rebuild Salvation's laboratories to help him take advantage of captured Thargoid technology is doing rather less well, although it's met its minimum success criterion. Salvation will be able to do his analysing. There's no definite word on when the Proteus wave will be fired. But with another combat initiative planned to start on Thursday, the following Thursday, the 11th of August, seems the most likely date for the biggest firework display in the galaxy.
6: The very hot, very messy initiative to deliver a Hutton and mug and a bottle of Megagen to every single station in the galaxy is a huge undertaking. Bruce Stake Garrido is expected to launch the event at 19:30 Galactic Time on Thursday, the 4th of August, and progress will be tracked using something called the Hutton Helper. To get the Hutton Helper working, you need to install EDMC and link it to your Commander account. You then need to download the zip for the Hutton Helper, unzip it into a suitable named folder, and then open EDMC, select File Settings, and then click on the Plugins tab. You then need to click on Open on the right, and drag the Hutton Helper folder into the Plugins folder. Go back to the Hutton website and create an account. You'll be emailed instructions to type something into your comms window in the cockpit, which links your Hutton account to you as a commander. And now finally, with EDMC running, And, with the Hutton Helper plugin running, you'll be able to fly to Hutton Orbital, buy your mugs and gin, plan where you're flying to, sell the commodities into markets and see your contribution to the initiative update in real time. Or at least you will be able to after 19.30 on Thursday, when the site goes live. This may sound complicated, but remember, it is rocket science.
1: the latest Buckyball time trial in the Magic 8-Ball Championship, just finished, is Falling with Style, Flat as a Pancake Remix, curated by Osric the Wise. Also known as Chicken Run Crash Harder, the idea was to buy a crystalline sphere, take it to a few surface bases, and then take it back to the start. It doesn't sound hard, does it? The planets you land on have gravity. This should not come as a surprise. As a champion buckyballer, Commander Wotherspoon thought he'd give it a go and demonstrate a few tips, but only after the race was over, to avoid helping the competition. Lots of people tell you that you need to keep the approach timer on 6 seconds. That's not actually true. If you can manage the approach, so your speed drops just within the blue line as you enter the drop zone, with one second showing on the approach timer, you can save valuable seconds. It's very important not to overshoot, though, as you may not drop out at an optimal distance from the starport. That's Snow Moon over there. It looks very pretty from this distance, doesn't it? We need just one ball. The other one's in the Albert Hall. Now we need to fly around to each of the bases, land, take off, rinse, repeat, until we get back to where we started. It's very important not to drop the ball. It's easy to make the mistake of taking the Regulation Build Loadout specification too literally. If your approach is to strip out all the modules, and then only fit the modules specified by the so-called Buckyball experts, you may overlook the need to have a planetary approach suite fitted before you try to land at a planetary base. Thankfully, there's outfitting available just 1,000 light seconds away. It's only a short detour. You can make up time by supercharging your frameshift drive at a White Dwarf. It's very useful, risking your ship's integrity for that last 7.5 light-year jump. Landing on high-gravity planets is very easy, really. You just need to level out at the end of the glide, request your landing permission, and maintain an even keel at all times, making sure not to use either your up- or down-thrusters at all. You can angle very gently down slide down the invisible slope to your landing pad. Scraping down the side of a skyscraper is optional but extremely stylish. And the flip upside down when you hit the ground is a way of showing just how in control of the situation you are. And there we are, crossing the finish line in record time. That run was almost flawless. It's sure to earn a podium position.
6: And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We install the plugins, but that doesn't mean you don't have to.